Hey, what's up, guys? This is Faith Elizabeth, and you're listening to Faceway Podcast, where we journey through life. If you want to stay in the loop of when the next podcast will be out and other updates, you can follow us on Instagram at Faceway Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the message. Hey, guys. So today I have something special planned. We're doing a segment on dating, and we're splitting it up. But today I have the Mats and girls, my mom here. Hi! (laughs) So, for the first segment, we want to talk about your season of singleness. What that looks like, what God wants your season of singleness to be like, versus what the world thinks it is. So, we came up with a few points and a little advice of what we have on this and what we want to give. So... The first one that I have written down is that your season of singleness is not a season of waiting, but a season of growing. I feel like we can all agree on this. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Most people, when they're in their season of singleness, just get caught up and wonder, oh, when am I going to meet them? Like, what are they going to be like? Instead of really focusing on yourself and growing within that and progressing and working on you and your relationship with God. So does anyone want to add anything on that? I do. I'll start. So I would think in looking back, in looking back for a season of singleness, it really is not so much of a selfish time if, you know, all these years later being married, you look at where you are now and you say... Once you hit marriage, it becomes about the other person. It becomes about your children. Mm-hmm. So it's not a selfish time in your season of singleness. It's a time to really prepare yourself and to focus on what's ahead and how can I better myself to give the most that I can to a person one day. It's learning about yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses, it's developing yourself and I think it's probably a really it really is a special time to just have that carved out for you and the Lord because once it's gone it's gone so value that time that you have to mature to prepare yourself and not get caught up in when will he come? I'm so lonely. I'm longing. When yeah. when will he be here? When will I meet him? And wouldn't you agree that it's like useful if you use your singleness, your season of singleness, for good and growing? And then when you get in that relationship, it's much more healthy and better because yes. you worked on yourself before you got into a relationship with someone else. Yes, and it's not a bad thing to start making for yourself. Maybe even, you know, if you like lists, make a list or yeah. whatever you want. <laughs> of, of things that you go, okay, this is what I am aware of. This is what I want to work on. Or, you know, that um, I need to focus on this. Or and it's really helpful. And as you start progressing in those things and as you meet the person, you can start going, you know Shucking what, it off. I accomplished this in my life. I really grew in that and I have so much more to offer this person. It's just such a special time to learn to rely on God as being your all sufficient mm-hmm. and preparing you to give to the person who is on his way. 
And I know this isn't necessarily about like singleness, but you attract who you are. So if you are a negative person who is just negative all the time, you're probably not going to attract someone who's like super positive and peppy and outgoing. Um, So if you use the time of singleness to work on yourself and work on your relationship with God and just grow in that relationship, you're more likely to to find someone who is like you in that aspect. That you and, prayed for, that yeah. you made your list about. It's yeah. the time to find out who do you want to be. Be that person and carry that person yeah. into a relationship and one day marriage. Exactly. It's not about finding the right one. It's about becoming the right one. Mm-hmm. That is and good. You, <laughs> Absolutely. You become who you want to attract. So if you want that positive person, if you want that godly person, you're not going to get that godly person. Until you become. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because likes attract likes. And that short season is the Mm -hmm. time to do it. Be that person now. Yeah. Yeah. I have known many people um, that I've been friends with and I love very dearly. uh, But they use their season of singleness as a time to scout. And so (laughs) they're they're scouting out, ooh, he's cute. And I'm like, how long are you actually going to talk to this one? Is it going to be a week? Exactly. Maybe three? Wow, you really pushed it. You've talked to them for a whole month? Wow. This is really big. And then they start dating, and then they're broken up within the next week. So using your time of singleness, you don't want to be scouting the field and then playing the field constantly because that is a constant swell of drama. Oh, yeah. Heartbreak. Sadness. Heartbreak. It's very difficult to actually move on. And you, you, I've seen it so many times and have done my very best to avoid it. <laughs> uh, but not trying to find someone... And skipping the friendship stage Mm -hmm. and just going straight to the, you're cute, therefore, I must date you. Mm Yeah. Which does not end well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a quote from uh, a pastor. I found him on Instagram. I have no clue what his name is. However, his sermon was super good. Um, But this is a quote from him. Your state of singleness is so important, not just to you, but to God. Because he wants to give you vision in that time. He wants to give you purpose in that time. He wants you to know who you are without another person. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know that, it will put you on a spin to always be needing someone else to validate who God's created you to be. There's nothing wrong with the season God has you in. Yes. That is perfect. (laughs) That's so good. And don't you think it's kind of like in saying all of that? I mean, really, and, and as I'm thinking about it, it just kind of comes to light even more. It's not necessarily used to always when I was single, it was like, oh my gosh, I've got this list. And it wasn't just, you know, oh, they're good looking or oh, they can sing or oh, this or that. It, even spiritual characteristics. But now getting on the other side, I, I would tell girls, don't just make a list for your guy, you know, of things that you want. Not that that's a bad thing. In your season of singleness, make a list for you. All of this. Who do you want to be? What do you want to grow in? Because, again, 
that's going to attract what you want and who Mm -hmm. you are. So maybe your list isn't just about the guy. It should Mm -hmm. include yourself, you know? What does God want you to be and to become? In our generation, I feel like everyone totally misuses that. You see people all the time going from person to person to person. You see this heartbreak. Um, It's totally not like biblical, like how God intended for dating and, and your season of singleness to be. And I feel like so many people... The younger generation just abuse it, and it does no good. It, it gets mm-hmm. you nowhere. Um. I think that is a big part of the media. Mm-hmm. And all these TV shows that you see, and all the kids shows now on Disney Channel that used to be so yeah. good, yeah. now <laughs> true. are so terrible. And it's just <laughs> drama, and disrespect of parents, and disrespect of friends, mm-hmm. and just trying to flaunt everything you have to try and get this guy's attention when this guy is trash and there's nothing that, <laughs> there's yeah. nothing redeemable about him and it's like wh- what is this teaching the generation like our generation it's teaching us to um flaunt everything and to have pretty low self-esteem yes and yet they tout that you should be very uh confident in who you are and outward appearance outward appearance is so important when if you don't have the inward appearance the outward appearance doesn't do anything gets you nowhere and underneath all of that is Mm self-gratification at the core Mm -hmm. so if it's about what do i get out of this if it's about all that then it's not about again not about um what's in the best interest of the other person at all it becomes a very selfish um ambition Mm-hmm. And I think something that's really big, I know I've talked to um, specifically one person, but a few people about this, is trying to figure out, um, the state of singleness is the best time to figure it out, but why do you want to date? Do you want to date to yes. marry or do you want to date just to have someone? If you exactly. are dating to have someone because you feel lonely, then that's a state of unhealth. If you use your state of singleness to try and find someone for a future mate, then that shows that you're more in health and that you're stable with where you're at and you don't need someone for Mm self-gratification. Right. You don't need their validation and it's just so the opposite these days that we, um, you know, girls look to feel validated and they look to feel wanted and desired and... Everyone That's not a, we all do, but there's a proper way to do it, and it's yeah. and when you're not getting the love that you deserve, maybe perhaps like from your family or whoever, people tend to look for love in other places, and that's where you mess up, and that's where you fall. So I think we can all agree that God really does have a purpose for your season of singleness, and it's mm-hmm. not just this season of waiting, but truly this season of growing so we've talked about you know what it looks like but now I want to talk about how can we grow during this season like what does that look like for me the biggest one not ever being in a relationship before but for me the biggest one is 
growing in my relationship with Christ. That's the huge one for me in this season of singleness is I want to know God. I want to know his plans for me. I want to know as much as I can before I will ever get into a relationship, whether that be tomorrow or years from now. So I think we can all agree on Mm -hmm. that should be your priority in your season of singleness. Because in... In drawing near to God, he's developing character in you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's that character is what's going to carry you in a relationship. Yeah. And what the other person's going to ultimately be attracted to. So the more you look like Jesus in character, the more they're going to be attracted to that in mm-hmm. you. And that's what you're wanting to attract if you love the Lord, is you want to attract somebody that right. has character. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to become like what you want. So you want somebody with character, well you can't be living a double life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The word that comes to my mind when you started on this part of it is um development. That's that's the word that comes mm-hmm. to my mind. It's just yeah. development. And development isn't always pretty. Development isn't always easy. It's not always Good because even in that, what tends to come out a lot of times is the bad, the ugly, the negative as you're developing. You well, it's know, it's called God's refining fire. Exactly. The fire is painful, yes. exactly. it's the iron, the chiseling iron. off of the yes. rough edges. Rainbows and butterflies, yeah, no, right. That's a growth, growth always comes with um, discomfort and like sometimes pain, pain. yes. yes. But That's but you're never going to be refined otherwise. Out of your comfort but zone. embrace yep. your development because there's a purpose in it and yes. it will get you to where you want to go. Yeah. So um, another thing on like how we can grow during this season, I found that learning about yourself and how you're wired is also very important. Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Enneagram. Enneagram. I have highly recommended. Enneagram. Doing your research, reading the books out there, The Road Back to You is a really good uh, Enneagram book that is very helpful. Um, There's a lot of Instagram pages Mm -hmm. that you can go onto that actually. Enneagram explained. It's all over the web. Actual Enneagram. Um, There's a a bunch of different ones, but learning about how you're wired, how you see the world, how you deal with conflict, where you go in stress, where you go in strength. It is so helpful. And it also helps you when you're looking for someone Learning that you know ones. who who you would be most compatible with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to say that you should type people and say, well, because you're a three, therefore I cannot date you because <laughs> that is obviously the worst one for me. So no, you, you want to mm-hmm. judge people based off of their character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is very helpful in knowing where there could be problem areas mm-hmm. and where you will best compliment them, where they'll best compliment you. It is very, very Are they helpful. living in health or are they living in stress? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. because the Enneagram is so uh, broad, you can... There are so many different colors of it. Mm-hmm. So n- no one person is the same as the other, which mm-hmm. is very helpful. With wings and subtypes and all of the there fancy stuff that so most much. people don't understand. So much. <laughs> including mm-hmm. us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's... that. With that being said... Because everyone is so unique, you should get to know everyone on a personal level. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it is helpful to know 
where your areas of growth and where how, how to understand them better uh, so that you aren't pushing them into a spot where that's just not them and mm-hmm. encouraging their strengths and they can do the same for you. And um, to piggyback on that one, if you want to be your best self, if you want to be become the person um, that you want to attract, find out what number you are on Enneagram mm-hmm. and see where that number goes in health and see where it goes in stress and challenge yourself to be in health um, because that that's going to help develop that character in you and and God works through that mm-hmm. um, to help develop character in us. And whether it's Enneagram or any other kind of personality experience explanation temperaments temperaments anything like that yeah but we found that enneagram is the easiest and the best to like understand but so many books videos yeah like but if you feel more comfortable with say myers-briggs and like go for it but just understanding yourself Mm -hmm. and who Mm -hmm. might best be compatible with you and others it helps you to have Great compassion for others as well. Oh, yeah. So, girls, for people listening to this and they have never heard of this, where would they go to find that out, to learn about themselves? Honestly, just search it on the web. If you just search Enneagram, there's so many (laughs) quizzes you can take Mm -hmm. um, to find your number. Also, your nearest bookstore, I'm sure they would have a lot. Like, I walked into Barnes & Noble's a while back ago and I saw that they had books on the Enneagram if you can't find it there you know go to Amazon um also like Alyssa mentioned earlier you know Instagram has like profiles for the Enneagram if you just search that specifically Enneagram explained is very helpful they give a very good in-depth look at everything and don't they have the online test I think it's best to do the online test first instead of going straight to a source and trying to type yourself based on other things because it'll because yeah because if you answer all the questions and then it tells you what you're most likely going to be then that's most likely more accurate than if you were to type yourself because I know for me if I were to type myself I would think I was a different number because I view myself in a different way than I actually am sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. It all depends on, like, the day and all kinds of stuff like that. And then you but. go in, and it's all based on core motivation. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. core motivation, core fear, um, and what comes out of that. So then you read about each type, and you say, oh, okay, the one that hurts the most is most likely yours. Or <laughs> 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 you say, ooh, that stings. That seems a little bit too accurate. That's it. Yeah. That's how you know. So for those of you that haven't studied this at all and you're not certain uh, about the word we're actually saying, I'm just going to give you the spelling really quick. That's probably smart. If you go to to Google it, it would be E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M if that would be helpful to you guys to search that out. It means nine-pointed figure. Fun. Penny is nine and gram is yeah, like a... (laughs) Graham Cracker. So, how can we grow during this season? Grow your relationship in Christ. Learn about yourself. Learn about others. Like, the Enneagram is so useful. Or other stuff that you want to use. So, really dive into that. Um, Also, another point that I have of 
of growing in your singleness is to focus on pointing people to Christ. So mm-hmm. not just you working on your relationship with him, but living it out and, you know, sharing his word and showing people the light. I think that's a huge one because it's not all about, you know, yourself and, and your singleness. It's going outside of your comfort zone, going the extra mile and really just doing that. I think there's a, a, a stigma, let's say, um, of if you're single, then you're lonely. And if you are in a relationship, then you're doing well and it's easier to be in a relationship than not. Though yeah. that's true sometimes, um, in your state of singleness, it's so much easier to grow relationships with other people because you don't have another person to to focus on and to put all your energy towards you can put your energy towards maybe other relationships relationships with people of the opposite gender um that you're just truly friends with and you're able to grow that friendship because there's not really anything in the way and that way you can share Jesus with them and Alyssa you have a lot of experience (laughs) in my uh season of singleness um I spent a lot of time just being friends with a bunch of people and I've always related a lot more to guys because they're easier. They're less yeah. drama. Yeah. Usually, it depends. I've, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen both ways, but on in the whole, I see that most most guys are less drama, um, yeah. and I always just related more to them. And so I've always had a lot more guy friends than girlfriends. As I I'm in a relationship now, I'm very happy about it, and I love them dearly. Um, but I've started to really invest in like girl friendships, which have been really great for me Uh, but during my time of singleness I had uh, quite a few guy friends very platonic no romantic feelings there there would never be romantic (laughs) feelings there but being able to be there for them and encourage them and be encouraged by them and just have a lot of fun it was it's great to just be friends Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and something that is also stigmatized it's like if a guy and a girl are hanging out together they must be dating yes yeah no it's it's okay to just be friends and you don't have to feel like oh if we're just friends then are is there something wrong with me should i have feelings now it's like no it's okay and being able to just spend time in good quality conversation encouraging people towards towards Mm -hmm. god and towards their best self it is so much fun. There's value in it because it gives you that training mm-hmm. to get to that person that you Amen. actually are going to be in a relationship with. And you, you see learn how to interact with the opposite sex. You also um, you you mentally what do I let you your pros your mental pros and cons list or it can be a physical list of characteristics I like about people, um, yes. male and female, by the way. Um, what do I like about my girlfriend? You know, what are the character? Oh, she's really kind and she's super thoughtful. I like kind and thoughtful. That's on the pro list. Yeah. And, um, you know, what is it that, that, you know, what characteristics do I like? You learn those by being in groups and you learn by having, um, um, relationships, uh, friendships on 
male or female. Mm-hmm. And you kind of get that whole mentality of you can kind of pick their brain and see how they work, like this whole men are from Mars concept. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they, you We're can true. Kinda, they, 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 yeah, it's true. You can kind of test it out and be like, "Why do you think the way that you think? Why do you do the things?" Sorry that you to do? any of the guys uh, <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> really, it it helps how you. God wired you. And just as you men are confused about how women think. Us women are convinced, are, are very confused about how men think. Yeah. And, yeah. But it's yeah. good. You start to learn wh- why they function the way they yep. function, you know? Yes. So. Um, and a lot of it is in the way God has wired the yes. differences yeah. in oh, yeah. women. And so by the time you do have a relationship, you don't have this picture of this guy as like, oh, he's obviously perfect because I've never known a guy before and therefore <laughs> he must be perfect like the movies. It's like, no, you, you see a little bit more of a balanced view mm-hmm. of how guys are wired and how they handle situations on the whole. And, and we're all going to be a mix. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So another point I have of what to do and how to grow during your season of singleness is to really live out today's calling and how we can glorify him now instead of constantly focusing on the past or pre- or future. So living in the moment when you wake up, what can I do today to glorify God? You know, every day you wake up, God woke you up for a reason. You're not done on this earth yet. So you need to be not dwelling on the past or the future, but living in the now and just understanding that God has a purpose for you every single day, even if it's little or if it's big. So that's something that you need to do in order to grow during your season of singleness. Mm-hmm. So after that point, I also have um, to enable us to rely on the sufficiency of God. And I also have to cause us to trust him. So that is a huge one because... God should be the foundation before any relationship. You should be able to trust God and know Him. And, you know, getting into a relationship, if you have that firsthand and first off, it makes it so much easier, especially if you find someone in a relationship who has the same values. Um, It's so much easier, and it's just better that way. So, Mom. I think, too, if this is the time where you learn the sufficiency of God and that he truly is the first, the last, the final, the everything you will ever need. And and you need to know that during your season of singleness because before you go into a marriage, while you think they are everything, they complete me, it will never be that 100%. Yes, they are an additive and a gift to you. But only God completes you. They will, you know, be imperfect. They will be human. They will make mistakes just like you will. And for you to learn now to always go back to God as your source of everything. He is sufficient. It will make it a lot easier going into, well, I thought you were going to be my everything. I thought you were going to complete me and make me happy. Learn it now in your season of singleness. You know, it can only be a gift what they have to add to that. But to always know you come back to God to be your your foundation, your basis, your everything. Bingo. 
You just nailed it. <laughs> no, no human can complete you. It, it is only God and that relationship with him that will fill those crevices, mm-hmm. that will fill those places in your heart um, that only he can fill. And it's called the God-shaped void for a yeah. reason. Um, he's meant to be the one to fill it. And when you come um, when you focus on becoming a whole person in Christ in your singleness, you can go then go into a relationship with another whole person in Christ and together you're whole. But if you are a whole person and they are half a person and they haven't found that sufficiency in Christ yet, then 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 they're going to rely upon you in a really unhealthy way. Mm-hmm. And the same thing is true if it's the opposite. You become completely reliant on that other person. Yes. And it and you become what you're around. <laughs> yes. And and you're only as good as the strongest link. Yes. So if yeah. you've got if you've got a half and a whole, you're only going to be as good as the strong. Uh, um, sorry, as the weakest, weakest link. link. So you're really a half of a couple, not very healthy. Yeah. And so the focusing on becoming who you want to attract is really about being whole in Christ and becoming that whole person in your singleness before you meet somebody and then and only then can you be a complete couple and and a a whole team yeah Mm -hmm. and i know from much much experience i've been single my whole life (laughs) yeah (laughs) but in my experience like the season of singleness, it may be short, it may be long, whatever it is for you, wherever God has you. But in the state of singleness, it's not just um, trying to figure out what you want in a person and trying to figure out yourself. It's also trying to figure out what boundaries that you want to set for when you do get into a relationship. If you are a person that doesn't want to kiss till marriage, then figure that out before you get into a relationship. If you're someone who doesn't want to... I don't know, move in with someone beforehand, before getting married, then like you need to set a boundary. And though that is <laughs> because when... Because that's not biblical. Because it's not <laughs> biblical. <laughs> but like in your season of singleness is one of the best times to build those boundaries and to know what you're looking for. And so then when you come together with another person, then you can share what has been put on your heart as your boundaries and they can share that the same hopefully if they have um a specific like list Mm -hmm. so as uh, miss sog was saying like earlier in the podcast lists are kind of great um writing out a list (laughs) of like what you want in a significant other is is a good starting point and that can include boundaries of like if i want my my person to be a virgin then like i'm gonna pray about that and i'm gonna put that on my list if god gives me someone who is a virgin well then like thank you lord thank you so much for that if not then we can work through that but just having boundaries that you want to set Yes. To make it easier when you do get in a relationship and not mm-hmm. being scared of all of that. And it also makes for very interesting conversation. Because yeah. I know I I had my list of boundaries that I had created and um, just worked through in my mind. And when I brought them to uh, my boyfriend, we weren't dating at the time. We were still in the friend stage. And he he asked, like, 
oh, what are your boundaries in a relationship? I'm like, that's a great question. Here it is. He was like, hmm, that's interesting. Here's what I have. And so we knew that going into our relationship, we knew what our boundaries were. Mm -hmm. And it was so much easier as a couple when we came together and decided, okay, so this is our boundary as a couple. We already had our own, like, we will not compromise on these. And it is very difficult if you don't have that already Mm -hmm. to create that like in the midst of a relationship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because everything inside you says, Hmm, let's break a boundary. That sounds fun. That sounds like (laughs) everything that I would love to do right now. Yeah. And it takes a lot of self control and Jesus to not and to stick by that. And it's a lot easier if you already have those boundaries set in stone. It's like, Mm -hmm. this is what I believe. And this is what I'm going to work with. And I think another thing, too, with uh, the season of singleness is you're, you can be looking at other relationships while you're still single, not having the, the blinder on of, like, this is what my relationship is with this other person, but being able to have a wide view of other relationships and see what's healthy, what's unhealthy with each, with each of them, see their boundaries, see how they interact with one another, and that can help influence you and your significant other later on in life. It can, and it can also help you to see too, you know, your list may look different now than it does two years from now. Granted, there will be some things that you probably feel like, not budging, <laughs> this is where I am staying on this because I have a firm belief about this or you know a a moral inclination about this and there are other things that may not be black and white that you may have thought no I'm doing it this way but later on you may go "Mm, I think I'm going to change that a little bit and I think I'm going to go this way with that instead so maybe there can be some negotiation in yourself as you grow and mature or you know Mm -hmm. and then there are other things that you just know nope this is the way I will follow until you know the day but um yeah it's just such good food for thought you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think if you want to wrap up that thought it's then taking that list and submitting it to the Lord and saying Lord what do you want me yeah. to have on this list yeah what what do, what on this pro and cons list do you approval. want to yeah what do you want to refine uh, on this list in me or what do i need to add what mm-hmm. do i need to add what do you want me looking for mm-hmm. um you may have your own list for yourself and a list for uh, a potential future um dating partner slash spouse in the future and and what what do you want on this list Ultimately, it's what do you want for me? So then yes. that gives a starting point for the Lord to start chiseling away at your yeah. list and refining your thinking on the pros and cons on each one. And that's when you'll, like um, Nellie said, it's when you're going to start seeing some of those things. Maybe that wasn't that important after yeah. all, as God starts going, yeah, that's not really that important. But here's where I really want you to focus right yes. now. And he just let him guide that, that process. And wrapping it all up, I think that we can all agree a huge one is also in your season of singleness is praying. Praying Mm -hmm. for your future spouse. Um, Something that I have done is, you know, just praying, God, you know, bless them, bless their family, whatever they're going through, Um, anything and everything. For all you listeners, no matter how young you are, no matter how long your season of singleness has been, 
it's so important to still keep on track and keep on doing all of this, even if it's hard. So, and then Alyssa, do you have something? (laughs) I have a a good wrap-up statement. Um, Learn from the past, look to the future, and live in the present. Mm -hmm. I'll say that again. Learn from the past, look to the future, and live in the present. Yeah, I think that's a really important one. But anyways, all of this in mind, um, your season of singleness is just a season of growing. Um, You know, grow closer to God, listen to Him, um, work on yourself, learn about others, whatever you can, all these points in mind. Take on new skills. Yeah. Try new find things. Find a hobby. <laughs> find new hobbies. Yeah. Do new things. And I challenge you to make a list. Make a list for what you want to look for in someone, but also for yourself because that is very useful and you can add on to it. You can cross stuff out um, and just pray about it. Mm-hmm. So I just want to thank you guys for listening to this first episode of Season of Singleness. Watch out for three more episodes for this dating segment. So don't forget to follow Faceway Podcast on Instagram for more updates like this. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Yay, bye. Bye. Bye.